I want to add my congratulations as well to Derek and Margaret uh, for 60 year anniversary. Absolutely fantastic. Well done. And I just want to pay tribute to them both as well as my, uh, my parents-in-law. Um, they're absolutely fantastic and what faithful servants to the church as well, especially Derek over all these years. I've uh, been an officer in various roles in the church and still going strong and still a leader of this church. Congratulations to you both. Um, anyway, back to what we were looking at last week, and I was looking at the comfort zone, remember, and how to get out of it. And last week I looked at what the comfort zone is, how we get into it, um, partly through conditioning and partly through our own habits and all sorts of reasons why the comfort zone is okay, it's, it's comfortable, but it can be very restrictive. Um, outside of the comfort zone, there's the, there's the fear of the unknown, and you're safe in your own little bubble. Remember, we talked about that. And so this week, I want to look at how to leave the comfort zone, how to get out of the comfort zone, because we can't live our life in the comfort zone. You see, because other situations, as I looked at last week, or, or even ourselves, can keep us contained within that comfort zone. And we restrict ourselves to life itself, not just um, life, but spiritual life as well. Because our visions and our hopes and our ambitions, our dreams will be stifled and killed off in the comfort zone. It restricts ambition. It restricts vision. So I want to look at that and how do we get out of it. On, the, on that thought of being restricted and things being stolen from us while we're in the comfort zone, Jesus said something about this in John chapter 10 and, and verse 10. He said, the thief, and he's talking about the enemy of our soul, Satan. He's saying, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. He said, but I have come that they might have life and have it in all its fullness. Have it abundantly, the Bible says. But the enemy comes to steal it away. He wants to destroy and kill all our dreams and our ambitions and our life. He, he doesn't want us to have this fantastic life. And so he wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your hope. He wants to steal the blessings that are stacked, stacked up for you. He wants to destroy your life. And if he can do that by keeping you contained in your own little comfort zone and never venturing out of it, that's what he will do. He will physically and spiritually contain you. We need to motivate ourselves, first of all. You know, we need to motivate and, and change our mindsets because getting out of the comfort zone is very much a, a mindset. We need to change the way we think. Remember, I read out those verses in Romans 12 last week. Rely on the Lord. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life and he will change the way you think. We need to change our, our motivation, our mindset. And that will change us, body, soul, and spirit. Our mind, our body, and our spirit. We need to be healthy. Healthy in body. That's why I need to get out and do a bit more exercise. That's why you need to get out and do a bit more exercise as well. Don't get contained in this lockdown little uh, comfort zone. Because when we're healthy in body, it's good for us. The same is about our, our spirit as well. Remember, I think it was last year I talked about 
how to be spiritually healthy. When we are spiritually healthy, you see, we grow. Healthy things grow. So we need to be healthy. We don't want to be contained. Things that are contained, like a, 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 a plant in a, in a pot, if it's pot-bound, it doesn't grow properly. You need to be taken out of the, the bondage of that pot and been allowed to grow. The comfort zone can be a pot-bound plant, if you like, and you will not grow there. You need to expand. You need to get out of it. You need to break out of it. Someone once said, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. While you're in it, yeah, you're just surviving. Um, for some people, this will be a big step. For some people, it's a big step to get out of their, their little um, safe zone, their, their control zone. For some people, it's a big step. For others, it's not such a big step. And it might be, you know, okay, I, I can do that. But we all have to do it in our own way. Um, this is quite ironic, actually. As I was preparing this preach, and I said last week, it's, it's also a bit of a motivational talk as well. As I was preparing this preach, I was writing all this stuff down, saying, you know, we've got to get out of our comfort zone. We've got to stretch ourselves. We don't want to become lazy. We've got to, we've got to look what else the Lord has for us. We've got to look what else life has for us. <clears throat> I was writing all this stuff down. I was thinking, yeah, that's good. That's good. I had a phone call right in the middle of, of doing all of this and preparing this. I had a phone call. And it was from um, someone in the highest level of the Assemblies of God. We are, we are part of the Assemblies of God. Our church is part of the Assemblies of God, a big Christian movement in this, in this uh, country, in the United Kingdom. And someone from the highest level rung me, said, or text me first, well, is it okay for me to ring and have a chat? Oh, no, God, what do they want? What do they want? Have I done something wrong? What's happened? You know? Anyway, I said, yeah, call me now. So this person called, and... I had been, my name had cropped up in one of the, the board meetings at the highest level in the Assemblies of God. And they, they proposed something. And they said to this person, give that, give Pastor Andrew cleverly a ring and propose this. And that's what this person did on the phone. Rung me up, proposed something that they wanted me to do. And I was thinking, you know, normally, no, not me, that's someone else, that's not me. I would, I would think that's out of my comfort zone. But do you know what God was saying? You're preaching it, you have to live it. And so I said, not reluctantly, but a challenge and said, yeah, okay, I'll do it, I'll do that. And you perhaps you hear a bit more about that in the future. But at this moment in time, I've said, yeah, it's going to stretch me. It's going to get me out of my comfort zone. But if I'm preaching this stuff, and if, I, if God is speaking to me about this, and I'm speaking to you about it, then I've got to act on it as well. So while I'm speaking to you, God is speaking to me as well. So don't think that, oh, I'm, he's, yeah, he's okay. He's, he's just doing it in his comfort zone, telling us I'm not. I'm getting out of mine as well, all right? So we'll see how it goes. Watch this space. But you can, you can do the same. You can stretch yourself as well. When someone says, how about doing that? Oh, no, no, I can't do that. Have a go. When, you know, you're being asked to perhaps do a communion, read something, 
a, a scripture verse. Oh, no, that's not me. I'm out of my comfort zone. Eh? Have a go. You know, do something. I remember Derek Nims. Remember Derek, a lovely guy. And I was talking to him many years ago. He's gone to be with the Lord now. But he'd retired. He was an older gentleman. Um, I said, what do you do to keep yourself busy? Because it's very easy to fall into that comfort zone, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? At a certain age when you retired from work and you're just in your own little world. Um, he said, I go to the University of the Third Age. I said, oh, what's that? And he explained to me, uh, U3A is called the University of the Third Age. Those people who have retired, um, who are perhaps living on their own or perhaps a bit lonely or perhaps don't have much else to do, they, they get together and they bring their skills. Many people were great gifted and talented people during their lifetime and there's no need for those skills and those talents to go away. So they bring them together um, in classes and lessons and lectures and this is how uh, Derek learned how to be a photographer and different things. He was learning new skills all the time, you know? So even in your old age, there is something that you can do. Don't think, well, I've had it now. I can't stretch myself anymore. There's no more for me to do. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. You don't have to join the University of the Third Age, of course, but you can, you can do lots of other things. There's other things that you can do. So how do we do it? I've got some points here. How do, and I'm going to whip through them pretty quickly. How do you get out of the comfort zone? First of all, you have to do what I did straight away and admit. Admit you're in a comfort zone. Yep, I'm here. You've got to admit it. And you've got to acknowledge that you're in a bit of a rut. You know, if you're in a rut and you're denying it, you'll never get out of it. If you're in a rut and you acknowledge it and you admit it, then there's a chance that you can get out of it. You've got to acknowledge it first of all. You've got to admit it. Um, because the enemy has schemes and ways to keep you spiritually tied down, to keep you spiritually restricted and also physically restricted in your life. Paul was talking to the church and he was talking to the church about forgiveness. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, he says this, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. There are schemes that he has, that he tries to outwit us, and he tries to, to beat our thinking, and he tries to contain us. He, you know, he's, he's not a dull enemy. He's a smart enemy, and he will try to outwit us. But when we are aware of his schemes, when we are aware of the rut that we've got ourselves into and maybe circumstances and maybe uh, conditioning we've got ourselves into, that's the first start of getting out of it, being aware of the schemes that keep us there. So that's the first thing. Then you have to get an action plan. An action plan. What's my action plan? My action plan, my action plan was forced upon me a little bit. I decided I want to get out of it. I decided I want to do something different. And my action plan was thrust on me by God with this phone call. How do you fancy doing this? Your name has cropped up and we all agree that you're the best man for the job. And I'm going, no, I don't like it. I like it in my little area here. And God is going, I got a plan for you. Come on, I got an action plan. So I thought, okay, that's gonna have to be part of my action plan as well. Get a plan down, get a plan, say, well, I'm gonna do this. Every day, instead of getting up and doing this, 
I'll get up and do that. Replace a bad habit with a good habit, with something better, something different. And it just mixes it up a bit, changes things a little, and gets you out of that same old routine. You know, so you've got to have a plan, have a, have a target. Maybe you could be thinking, up here, I'm going to reach up there. You don't have to. You can just reach there and say, well, I'm going to take some little steps, you know, but have a plan. Then advance. And this is how the plan comes into fruition. I said some people might take big leaps. Others may take baby steps. You may take small steps. You may just slowly push the boundaries. But that's all it takes sometimes, just to break out of the comfort zone. The other thing which I think is important to do as well is, is to do life with inspirational people. And I'll speak a bit more about this afterwards. But part of your plan should be get some good people around you as well, who are good encouragers and, and, and inspirational. Then the fourth A, admit it, have an action plan, advance slowly or quickly, depends on how you want to do it. The fourth one is assertive, be assertive, be positive with it. Don't fear failure, enjoy it, be assertive, stand your ground, you know, and say, no, I'm going to do this. No one's going to stop me. Little steps, big steps. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to stretch myself a little bit. Be assertive with it. Stand your ground. You know, if you start doing it, it might feel a little bit awkward. You might feel a little bit uncomfortable. You will feel uncomfortable because you're coming out of that comfortable place, aren't you? So it might feel, you might be a bit embarrassed sometimes. People may say, hey, that's not you. You don't normally act like this. You don't normally say that, do you? Um, and you may feel a little bit about it. So what? So what? Get on with it. Do it. Laugh and say, hey, this is the new me. This is the new me. I'm having a go. And people will applaud that. They say, well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, you may feel a bit awkward. You may feel a bit uncomfortable at first. But I tell you what, once you start taking those advancing steps, whether they are big ones or small ones, you will feel good about yourself. Hand it over to Jesus. Hand it over to him. Say, Lord, I trust you. I've got this plan. Um, I know you've got a plan. So let's join our plans together and help me. Help me to advance. This is what, you know, when you were a kid, I don't know if you were a kid growing up in church. I, I was. I was a kid growing up in church. And very often you'd have prize givings in, in Sunday school and they would get you a Bible or I tell you what, one, this was a great prize. I asked, I asked for this, my own hymn book. Yeah, those of you around my age, you know, we used to have, we had redemption hymnal and they would hand the, the, the hymn books out when you come into church. I didn't have to have one. I had my own. I had my own. It was a black one. My name was in it. I was only about, what, 14? But you want a hymn book, Andrew? Yes, I wanted a hymn book. And anyway, in all of these books, when we would get them as prizes, we would have a verse written in there. And I'm telling you now, this was the verse that most people had written in their Bibles or their hymn books or their special prize-giving books, right? And this is the verse. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. I had that written in so many of my books and Bibles and hymn books that I had presented to me. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Sometimes we lean too much, don't we, on our own understanding. But when we trust in him, put our trust in him. Say, Lord, here's my plans. This is what I want to do. I want to get out of this rut. I want to get out of this. I, I want to stretch myself, but not too far, you know. And you say, okay, let's, do, let's take some baby steps. You may say, Lord, I want to get right out of there. Use me. Do whatever you want with me. And he'll go, okay, let's go. But trust him. Trust him. I wrote down here, take a risk, you know. But if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, do you know what risk is? Risk is faith. It's not a, we don't risk anything, we step out in faith. Because faith is trusting God. A risk is, there's no God around and you're just taking a risk. But with God, it's not a risk, it's faith. You step out in faith. Break out of that fear of the, of the unknown and step into faith. We've been reading these verses for a couple of weeks now. And they're still relevant today with this preach. They were relevant last Sunday. They were relevant the Sunday before. They were relevant in prayer meeting when we were reading them. And it's Joshua 1 and verse 9. Last week, Sarah was leading us in worship. And she brought this um, in our in-person service. Uh, again, not knowing that I was using it as well. Joshua 1 and verse 9. Joshua saying this. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord is with you. He's gone before you. So in all the plans that you have and, and the little steps that you want to take, the Lord has already gone there. Fear and nervousness actually work against the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is power and love and self-discipline. So don't stay in that fear. Don't stay in that nervousness. Don't stay in that, that comfort zone of, I'm okay. I don't want to get out of it. Push through. Push through those barriers. Pray for strength. Pray for courage. Break that habit. Replace it with something better. Get out of the comfort zone. I want to end with these few thoughts. I know I'm not very long today, but that's great. Some people are cheering. Um, Peter encourages us to, to grow spiritually. He encourages us to grow spiritually and he encourages us to grow in our life. You know, so that, and I keep referring to Jesus. It says that he grew in favor with God spiritually and he grew in favor with man. He grew in his life. He also grew in stature physically. But when we grow spiritually, we also grow in favor with man as well. We grow in our own lives. And this is how Peter put it. I'm going to read some verses from 2 Peter chapter 1. From verse 5 down to verse 9. Okay? Listen to this. Peter says, Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. In other words, add to your faith. A generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience. 
patient endurance, and to patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and to brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sin. In other words, what he was saying was, add these things into your life. You don't have to do it in one big lump, but you can add things a little bit at a time, here a little, there a little, add a bit of moral excellence, add a bit of knowledge, add a bit of self-control, add a bit of patient endurance, add a little bit of godliness. And these are spiritual and they are physical for our life as we are growing, psychological, emotional, all these things. But when we are stuck in the comfort zone, we become unproductive, we become ineffective. That's what Peter is saying, if we don't do these things, if we don't add these things, if we don't grow like this, that means we're not healthy. Because remember, healthy things grow. And if we don't grow, then we become unproductive. Remember last week, I read that the proverb and said that if you're living a lazy life, you'll be married to poverty. So let's get out of that rut. Let's get out of this comfort zone. These qualities that Peter is talking about, they are seen in us from time to time. But Peter says they should abound in us. They should be more and more. And then finally, just these few thoughts. How do we do that practically? I've mentioned a few things about getting out of your comfort zone and going to do some different courses and, and uh, taking a challenge from someone to step up to the mark in different things. But what about spiritually as well? Well, read the Bible. Read it more. Go through a Bible plan. You know, lots of people at the moment are saying they're doing these Bible plans and they're great. And, and uh, I have a, a verse of scripture sent to my phone every day and I read that or I'll read the chapter. Um, I'm doing lots of studying all the time. But read your Bible. Get into a habit of reading your Bible, studying, looking a bit deeper than just the surface. Join link groups. Join some of our home groups. Join some of our, our Bible studies. Join the Alpha course. Get someone to get onto the Alpha course. Pray. Pray regular. Talk to the Lord at all times. Worship the Lord. His praise will continually be in my mouth. That doesn't mean that we are praying continually. That doesn't mean that we are worshipping continually. That means that we have a lifestyle of prayer. A lifestyle of praise and worship. Get some good books. Read a good book. If you're a reader, get some good books. Read some good books. You know, books that will inspire you. Books that will pick you up. Books that will build you up. Podcasts. I know a lot of people these days, uh, especially the younger people, do podcasts. There's some great podcasts, spiritual podcasts, great teachers out there. We've got our own teaching online. Um, you can even listen to me speaking now on podcast if you want. You know, when you're out for your run or your walk and you, or you're in the car and you want to listen, stick it on. There's some great teaching out there. Um, the other thing which I touched on earlier, surround yourself with some good people, good company, people who will encourage you, people who will inspire you, people who will drag you up. You know, if you're stuck down, you go, oh, I don't feel that good today. I'm in this place. Get some people around you that are going to say, hey, come on, let's do it. I remember, and I, I've spoke about this before when I was, um, 
in a, I went to Lantanam Abbey for a bit of a retreat for a few days a few years ago. And there was a, a poster on the wall. And I, I keep mentioning it because it's so true. It's stuck in my mind. It says, if you want to travel far, if you want to travel fast, go on your own. Travel on your own. If you want to travel far, go with someone else. You see, doing things on our own is okay and we can get them done quickly. But if you want to go a long way, if you want to stick at it, if you want to be patient endurance, you go with someone else because that other person helps you and you motivate and you help each other. So surround yourself with some good people. There is so much more for you in life. There is so much more for you spiritually as well. Jesus said, hunger and thirst after righteousness. He didn't say, you're okay where you're at. Just take in the few little sips that you've got. Just survive where you're at. He didn't. He said, hunger, thirst for more. Paul said about spiritual gifts. He didn't say, well, you're okay with the few that you've got. You're okay if you haven't got any gifts. You're okay. No, he said, desire the best. Have a desire in you. Have a hunger in you. Have a thirst in you. Don't miss out on life or what may be lying in store for you beyond the comfort zone. Don't miss out on life or whatever God has in store for you beyond the comfort zone by staying in the comfort zone. Break out of it. Let's pray. Lord, we know that you have so much more for us. Lord, we know that the enemy wants to keep us contained in our little comfort zones where we can be controlled. But Lord, I pray that you will help us to break out, that we will trust you, that we will not look only to ourselves, but we will look to you. That Lord, we will step into some of your plans for us. We may take big steps, we may take small steps, but Lord, help us to break out into more more in our life, and more in our spiritual life as well. Lord, I, I pray that you will speak to individuals right now and challenge them on certain things. I pray, Lord, that you will open doors before them, that they will be able to walk through into newness and to, and to more plans and bigger areas that you have for them. Lord, I pray that this will be a great week for a lot of people where they finally step out of their comfort zone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed this little mini-series. Um, don't forget afterwards, if you want to join us for a coffee, uh, or if you want to pray, or if you want to make any comments on what we, we've talked about this afternoon, join us on Zoom afterwards. Give us five, ten minutes just to set it up. And um, just come and join us. And the Zoom details are on our private Facebook page. God bless you. Have a great week.